guys. Welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Gaglia. I'm Mindong. 120 days until March Madness tips off. Yeah, man, 120 days. And uh, technically week one now done. Obviously, we started last Tuesday with the college basketball season, but technically the first week has been concluded. A lot of great stuff this first week. A lot of great overall themes, topics, you name it. And uh, yeah, just really excited to get to this second week of college basketball. Today, obviously, Monday, November 15th, a very special day for both of our programs. And uh, we'll talk about that, obviously, later as the episode goes on. But uh yeah, I mean, just really excited to get to another week of college basketball, week number two. A lot of stuff has happened, new AP poll, you name it. So I'm uh, just excited to get to the uh, episode covering the whole week, pretty much. Yeah, and obviously it is a Monday, which means week number two of the AP poll. Should I just get started with that? Yeah, let's, uh, let's quickly go over the top 25 and upsets, and then we'll get to the AP poll. How about that? So I'll quickly go over these uh, games that happened this weekend that we're quickly going to talk about. Uh, I can see you're already making the horns down emoji. You picked Texas as well, so I don't know why you're doing that. But uh, Gonzaga, number one team in the nation. They have taken down the Texas Longhorns, the number five team in the nation. Very star-studded showdown, man. Shout out Drew Timmy. Career-high 37 points in the win for Gonzaga. If you saw a video going around, um, they're going to Venmo him $100 if he scored 40 points against Texas. He obviously declined this offer, but uh, he, he probably maybe stopped himself at 37 just so that could not happen. But, uh, yeah, Gonzaga, good one for them. Number six, Michigan, improved 2-0. Good one over Prairie View A&M. Well-balanced attack for the Wolverines in this one, I thought. Number nine, Duke, take care of Campbell despite a slow first half. Uh, Duke now 3-0 under Coach K in the final dance year, obviously, for him. Now, uh, Memphis, number 12 team in the nation, obliterates NC Central. 52-point second half for Memphis, dominant fashion in this one. Arkansas, the 16th seed, uh, very strong half, first half over Gardner-Webb. Connor Vanover, man, remember the name. Very good player for Arkansas. I definitely was impressed by his performance uh, this past weekend. But, yeah, moving on, your Vols, number t- uh, 18, Tennessee. Very good over ETSU. Breakout party for Olivier. Nakamura. I've never heard of him before. I did not know he was on this roster. I'm sorry. I, I'm not a big Tennessee guy like you. I know you probably know him, but I was unaware of this name, but a very good performance for him. Uh, Maryland, the 21st team, they survived in a very close one with Vermont. This was very close. Down four at halftime, Maryland was. Fats Russell and Eric Ayala, a uh, big 22 points apiece for them. Uh, St. Barney's number 23 team, very gutsy win over Kinesis. Yeah, they only won by nine against Kinesis. We thought it was going to be a blowout. Sharon Holmes stepped up really big, a very clutch dunk and won, uh, and they pretty much elevated them over, say, uh, Kinesis, but a very close game for them. And finally, UConn, 24 seed. Uh, they have had a very good win over Copen State. Uh, big man rotation, man, for uh, UConn is lethal. I'm very excited to see it as it goes towards the Big East. So what are your thoughts on the top 25s that uh, got it done this past weekend? Yeah, um, obviously, they're all expected, except the Maryland one. Maryland was expected to be close, so I'd say – all of them were, were expected. The same bodies that caught my eye a little bit. They looked a little little shaky, but nonetheless, they, they got the job done and they still gave me some hope. Indeed they did. And obviously with all these top 25 wins, we actually had another top 25 upset. Florida State, the number 20 team in the nation, upset on the road by who else but the uh, intercross rival Florida in-state rival, I should say. Colin Caston's statement win, uh, he had a very good game himself. And Florida, man, looks to be legit, even though they lost a couple of key pieces this offseason. And uh, a couple of non-conference, uh, a couple of non-top 25 upsets we had. Dartmouth. Dartmouth had a very good win over Georgetown. 
quality win for the Ivy. The Ivy League, man, it's been very impressive so far. Obviously, a little hiatus for them due to COVID. They've been doing very well, uh, and they definitely up to, up to par uh, with the competition level and just competitiveness, and they're all ready to play this upcoming season, or this season, I should say. Shout out to Dartmouth. Very good win on the road against Georgetown. Next up, a D2 win early. Uh, Hawaii Hilo University. They beat Northern Colorado. Uh, very disappointing loss for Northern Colorado. Obviously, we expect them to be pretty good this year in the big sky. We'll see what happens, obviously, with this loss to Hawaii Hilo University. Finally, Wagner, uh, NEC team taking down VCU, uh, the A-10, man. It was a disaster, I think, this weekend and this past week, I should say. But, uh, yeah, Wagner, a very good team in the NEC. Obviously, they were the one seed last year in their conference. They do take down VCU in a pretty good battle. But, uh, yeah, what's up with the A-10? I'll talk about them a little bit later. But what are your thoughts on the upsets, the four of them we had right here? Yeah, Florida, really impressive. Obviously, they were the home team. But, man, they, they showed up. and. They played a very good game against Florida State. Dartmouth, man, uh, Georgetown, we knew we knew what was coming for them this season. And it just looks looks bad for them. Northern Colorado, they just beat Hawaii the other day. And this is a this is a bad loss. And Wagner, man, uh, they might be the second best team in the NEC, but this was a good win. Yeah, very good win, I think, for Wagner and obviously the Hawaii Hilo University one. A little bit scary. Dartmouth, man, they look to be legit. Ivy League's wide open, man. I'm excited to see how that one pans out because a lot of great teams have been doing some good stuff for the Ivy League. I forgot to mention my new background today. It is your bracket. I do not know where my background went from back home, but uh, I'm going to put your bracket here now because it's looking pretty flawless seeing Baylor right here. But, uh, yeah, so uh, obviously just had to cover that real quick. And uh, speaking of Baylor, it's time for the new AP poll. Obviously week number two. Is it week one or week two? Do they, do they count the preseason one or is it week one? Week two, they count the preseason. Okay, so so it's now week two's uh, first, obviously, AP poll reveal besides preseason one. So uh, let's just get to your uh, little spiel on the AP poll. Yeah, before that, I appreciate you showing my bracket because <laughs> it was the better one of the two of us, obviously. You can see right below, bottom bottom left, you see that? that really? Yeah, it's over there somewhere. Yeah, Albine Christian upset. So, uh, yeah, horns down as always. I wanted to win, obviously, but, you know, two Timmy's, two Timmy. Uh, for, let's just get right to the top 25. Obviously, 61 AP poll voters, 55 of those 61 voted Gonzaga as the number one team. And, of course, they're the number one team again in this week's AP poll, the number two team. We got many six votes. UCLA, number three, Kansas. So the top three, they remain the same. Michigan jumps up two spots. They're now number four. And rounding out the top five is a one-loss team. That one-loss team, Villanova. Purdue at six. Duke at seven. And Texas, man, your team, they dropped down to eight. Baylor at nine. And rounding out the top ten, we got Illinois. Number 11, Memphis. 12, Oregon. 13, Kentucky. 14, Alabama. 15, Houston. 16, Arkansas. 17, Tennessee. 18, UNC, 19, Ohio State, 20, Maryland, 21, Auburn, 22, St. Bonnie's, 23, Connecticut. And we got two new teams finally at 24 and 25. At 24, after that big win against Florida State, we got Florida here at 24. And at 25, very surprising, uh, we got USC here at 24. Only, a, a, I think, a four-point win against Temple. What are your thoughts on the top 25? Yeah, it was a five-point win, but uh, still, I really do not think USC deserves to be in here. Uh, did you talk about the drops? Obviously, they're kind of 
kind of known by now, Florida State 20th and Virginia 25th. Both of them dropped out after their losses, obviously, to their teams this week, past week. But, yeah, I, I really do think Virginia Tech should deserve to be in here. Um, probably a 24, honestly. They had some two good quality wins themselves. They beat Navy, who Virginia couldn't. And we obviously thought Virginia Tech should be in there anyways and uh, obviously still at number 26 spot, which is pretty surprising. But all in all, I think this is a good list. Obviously not too much to judge upon because teams have only played one, two, or three games thus far. I believe I believe all of these top – yeah, all the top 25 teams in, right now in the poll have all played at least two games. But I really do think this is a pretty good list. And uh, some of the changes definitely necessary. Uh, obviously, Texas and Kentucky both deserve to drop a couple spots. Same with Ohio State as well. But other than that, I think it's a very good list. And obviously, a lot, a lot too, uh, too much, not too much to tell right now from these polls because obviously not too many games have been played. But as more come along, I think this should definitely be a much bigger major shift in a lot of these teams. Yeah, definitely agree with you. You said it best. Uh, not much surprise. And let's just get to the team of the week. That team of the week, we got to show the love to the mid-majors. That is the Ohio Bobcats. 2-0, wins over Belmont, the frontrunner in the Ohio Valley, and Cleveland State, uh, also one of the frontrunners in the horizon. So, Ohio, a mid-major to monitor this season, huh? Ohio got our nod, definitely indeed. Two very good quality wins in their schedule, and uh, obviously it's going to be a very good race in the MAC Conference. We have Ohio up there. Obviously, Buffalo, we think, is probably the favorite still, even after that loss to Michigan. But I really do think Ohio is making a case for themselves in the MAC this year. So I'm very excited to see which one of those two teams ends up being on top because right now I think it's probably just between uh, one of those two teams. Yeah, definitely agree with you. And the stars of the week, remember that. It's been a while. Uh, the number one star, Ochaya Baji of Kansas, 27 points, four rebounds, one assist the first two games. Obviously, like we mentioned, the wooden award front runner so far. Uh, star number two, Oscar Shibwe, 15 and a half points, 20 rebounds. That is an absurd number and two and a half blocks in his first two games for Kentucky. And Zach Cooks, 27 and a half points, five and a half rebounds and three assists in his first two games for Hofstra. What are your thoughts on these three guys? Yeah, man, these three guys definitely lit it up. Obviously, Zach Cooks had to get the nod for the third star. Uh, very good performance he had against Houston. That was probably the most uh, shocking, uh, surprising one. Uh, but, yeah, he's been balling out. Oscar Sheboy, man, he has been a beast in the rebounding categories. His offensive rebounding numbers are through the charts right now. I'm very surprised with what he's doing uh, in that sense. And, obviously, Ojai Abaji, obviously the Wooden Award favorite right now for sure. He's having a really good season to start the season off. I know it's only two games in, but still, very good season to start it off. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Uh, we've talked about a lot about Ojai Abaji and uh, Oscar Sheboy, but Zach Cooks, man, he's been really balling out for Hofstra. Uh, he's a transfer of NJIT, obviously, and Hofstra, they look, they look real competitive. They look real good, and this is a team you don't want to see in March if they make it to that level. Indeed they do, and now it's time for the game of the week. A lot of great games and uh, a, lot, a lot to pick from. Only one game went into double overtime. Uh, quickly talk about that. Uh, I believe it was Illinois State and uh, Eastern Michigan, double OT game. Eastern Michigan ended up winning this game, but obviously a very high-scoring affair. But my game of the week, I'm going with VMI Presbyterian. Presbyterian, two clutch free throws with six seconds left to uh, get the win in overtime against VMI. I believe you talked about this game a little bit. You said it's going to be a very good game. But, uh, yeah, Presbyterian ended up getting the win. So a uh, very good game, obviously. Presbyterian played Clemson. I was very surprised with them this year. They're going to be pretty solid, I think, uh, for the Big South, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, very, very good performance for them. Uh, being a team, uh, VMI is in the SOCON, so uh, obviously that's a good win uh, over any SOCON team, I think, for Presbyterian. 
Yeah, Presbyterian looks all right. Harrison is a is a baller man. He had 32 points that game, and he was a he was the Big South freshman of the year last year, and he looks to have a big jump this year. Uh, my game of the week, I'm going with a high major matchup: Villanova versus UCLA. Great game, start to finish. Obviously, uh, went to overtime, and UCLA prevailed. And man, that was that was a great game to watch all around, and it was a good game for the college basketball world. Yeah, I definitely agree. That was a very good game. Uh, obviously, going into overtime with that game. But uh, now time for the hot take, a new new topic on this episode. Uh, hot take, obviously, it's only been one week. But uh, my hot take, A-10 will only have one bid now in March. I know we said it was going to be a two-bid conference probably. But uh, I really do think it's probably just going to be a one bid now. Uh, probably going to be St. Bonnie's, as we expect. But St. Louis also is making a case for themselves. But I really do think after a lot of bad losses for this A-10 conference this past week, A-10 will probably be a one bid now. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Unless the A-10 wants to have St. Bonnie's purposely lose in the final and maybe maybe be a bid thief. But, you know, uh, we'll see what, whatever happens in the A-10 tournament is whatever happens. But my hot take, Chattanooga is a top 25 team. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that just yet. But uh, obviously a couple good wins to start their season off. Really got to see what happens in the SoCon with Chattanooga. But uh, I think they probably won't be a top 25 team. But uh, I, I don't really know what to say about that just yet. Now time for a new segment as well, the Rothstein quote of the week. After looking back on last week, the quote, the etymon of brutality. Rothstein loved to say that a lot. Obviously with a lot of very – very uh, interesting upsets, I think, with some D2, even some, like, N uh, NAIA teams winning. Uh, that's definitely the quote of the week, the eptimone of brutality. Uh, uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the new segment, the Rothstein quote of the week? Oh, uh, yeah. That's just college basketball, man. You know, anything can happen. Upsets happen all all over uh, college basketball, and that's, that's why it's so beautiful, and that's why he says that all the time. Because schools pay – smaller schools to come play them and the fact you're paying smaller schools and to lose is just it is it is brutal <laughs> indeed it is and not even in college basketball i think any sport as well uh clemson this football uh, they played uconn and uh they paid them i believe it was a million dollars for them to come to uh clemson and play the uconn man they, they scored the first touchdown of the game the kickoff return <laughs> and i was a little bit nervous but uh obviously it's just really interesting with that estimate of brutality i think and uh, definitely showed a lot in the first week of college basketball season. But, uh, yeah, definitely agree with that statement as well. And we're probably going to – just a side reference as well moving forward. We're probably going to go live a couple of times on the RTM Instagram. Obviously, we want to hear what you guys have to say about the college basketball season. And you got any questions, answers, just hot topics. We'll probably just go live on Instagram and just answer those and just try and chat with you guys because I feel like last year due to COVID and all that stuff, we couldn't really do that. I mean, sometimes in school – like with us, we could talk to like some of our friends about it, but like we want to get a full wide range audience of people just talking and debating on college basketball because we all love it dearly, so dearly. So I'll probably end up doing that maybe once a week. We got to really figure it out because obviously it's been very busy for both of us, but I'm also going to try and do that as well with another new segment. Speaking of the new segments, but uh, yeah, so uh, we only do have one topic, one game we have to talk about today, the biggest game I think of the year so far. Yeah, and uh, just to add, add on to what you said before about interacting with our fans. That's something we would love to do a lot more of. Obviously, I feel like we both haven't done much of interacting with our, our listeners, our fans. And, yeah, we should definitely do that more and talk college basketball with you guys. 
and our social is obviously not there anymore. I'll edit it on the screen for, oh, yeah. all, your <laughs> for all our Instagram viewers. But yes, the RTM underscore podcast. Now, obviously, I'm gonna. I said I'm gonna edit it. But yeah, that one game. Obviously, you're the Clemson student. I'm the Bryant student. And, you know, um, they're facing each other, man. They're facing each other because of us. We're calling this the RTM Classic, the Road to Madness Classic. You know, this game is a game we've been, we've been, we've been dreaming of all day. What are the, what are the chances that these two schools schedule uh, the game, and what are the chances you go to Clemson, I go to Bryant, and we have a, a college basketball podcast? And now our dreams have turned into reality, and I'm just speechless, man. <laughs> Uh, if only you could be here with me to come to this game. Obviously, 7 o'clock tonight, I will be at, at Little John Coliseum watching this game very heavily. Obviously, we both have a lot of pride with our respective schools. I mean, Clemson, man, you know I'm rocking with Dom. Uh, very, two very good wins, two very close wins, I think. They both they have played Presbyterian and Wofford. Two very good wins for them. I have two very good teams, I think, in the, those respective conferences. But I really do think this is going to be a very good game, Bryant. I think Brian's probably a little bit better competition, probably the best we've played so far this season in terms of Clemson basketball. But I am going to go, obviously, with my team. I mean, I can't not go with my team. Clemson at home. I think, I think if Clemson was at Brian, it'd be a very tough challenge. Peter Kiss is also back. We, uh, You can, you made a confirm, might have confirmed that. I don't know if it's official yet uh, with the Brian basketball team. But I think if Kiss plays, it's going to be a very close game. Obviously, I'm going with Clemson for sure. Um, Elmir Dawes, very good player. P.J. Hall stepped up big last uh, last time they played against Wofford. So I think it's a really combined scoring attack from this Clemson Tiger team. It's going to take them over. And uh, obviously, just got to limit the turnovers in this game and make your free throws like they did last game. So uh, go Clemson, and I'm going to be there 7 o'clock tonight. Yeah, um, I can confirm Peter Kiss is back. You know, I've been, I've been looking at a lot of Coach Grosso's interviews you know i've been trying to sneak in but you know it's media only it's whatever but yeah i've been i've been listening and keeping track with brian basketball very frequently and i can confirm that peter kiss is finally back today and that is why the brian bulldogs will be be winning and yeah brian brian's gonna win (laughs) that's all i can say i have i have no other comment other than of course, I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to vote for your school. I'm going to vote for my school. And that's just how it is. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let's just quickly do a uh, poll update. If for those who did not know, we have uh, put it on Instagram, Twitter, and I did not get to TikTok just yet, but the current poll, 66% Clemson, 34% Bryant, 27 votes for Clemson, 14 votes for Bryant. Obviously we both publicized this very heavily and dearly. That's just for the Instagram. I'll go to Twitter real quick and see what the numbers are looking like. And uh, shout out to uh, Florida State fifth quarter. They uh, actually retweeted our last poll with the Florida Florida State game this weekend. It got uh, 93 votes, which is pretty good. But our current vote, uh, 67% Clemson, 33% Bryant on Twitter. That is only at 12 votes. But the other one had, I believe, around 40-ish votes. So uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess the public is voting with me, it seems. I mean, this is my year. They must know that. So uh, that's probably why they're voting with me. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens, man. I'm very excited for this game. Probably the best game of the year. Uh, for the, I'm, I'm definitely going to wear my shirt that I got uh, last game. And I'm, I'm going to bring my towel as well. Kind of throw the clumsy gear off. And uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably get a quick video in there. Maybe I'll go live on uh, the RTM Instagram and just, just show you what's going on in person rather than on the TV. Hopefully you can watch that game. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's on ESPN Plus or wherever it might be, but uh, if you're not watching that game, I'd be ashamed for you. Uh, you, yeah, I'm talking to you, man. But uh, obviously, I don't know. 
But uh, I know it. you have a lot. Why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I be watching that game? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Is it on? Is it on like? Is it on ESPN Plus or is it? Is it somewhere? It's on ACC Network. So if you if you're on the East Coast, everyone in the East Coast has ACC Network, and so you're 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 allowed to watch it. Obviously, if you have to sign on to your ESPN and and watch. But uh, yeah, definitely go on Instagram Live. We'll I'll I'll be there. I'll be on my account, and we can we can live stream together. And maybe have a little watch party for our our fans. But yeah, I'm just excited for this game. This is this is a dream come true for the both of us. Obviously, we've been boys since since kindergarten, and I can't believe this game is happening. Our two colleges face each other in the sport we love. It's crazy, man. Uh, the same year, two colleges we both go to, two colleges we both love. Texas, Tennessee playing later this year as well. What are the odds, man? I don't know. We were talking about this last year uh, in our uh, entrepreneurship class, the RTM Invitational. We we kind of made up a proposal we had for our class, and uh, we just talked about it, promoted the pod. You know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, it really is coming to reality. Obviously, we don't have any partake in uh, setting this up. But, uh, we can, we can, I mean, low-key, we kind of do. I mean, it's it's our schools, and uh, we're just very excited for this game, obviously. Yeah, we, I we, wish, I wish. What do you say? Yeah, we, we definitely could have partaked in uh, setting this. Oh, yeah. Maybe the two coaches watched, watched the podcast, be like, hey, we got we to gotta do these for the two guys. We got to do it. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that that is the case, but uh, obviously this game happening seven o'clock tonight. If you're not watching, uh, shame on you, because uh, obviously we both heavily watching this. Uh, probably, my mom's probably watching this too. Shout out to my mom. Uh, let's go Clemson tonight, and uh, yeah. So uh, I know you have a lot of the episode as you usually do with yourself, the new segment. So uh, what 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 might that be today for uh, those who are of a legal age and in a legal state? Yeah, um, obviously I'm two for three now. Mississippi State, huge cover. That was a minus 11 and a half. That was an insane, insane value pick. I'm going with a, another risky one, obviously. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be listening to me. I'm not a professional, and I do not I'm – not, I'm, I'm, not I'm, I'm against gambling. You should not be gambling unless you're at legal age. I would say Brad Moneyline, but obviously that, that is illegal to, to gamble for your in-state. Um, but it's Presbyterian versus the Citadel. I'm going with the over – 147 and a half points should be a high scoring affair, especially with how the Citadel plays offense. Very fair. I mean, they definitely lit it up against Pitt that first game of their season. And they had another game, I believe they have won. So Citadel, man, looking pretty good to start their season off. Obviously, Presbyterian, another very high scoring team. So I do like this pick if I was able to bet it. But uh, yeah, obviously, 120 days till March Madness begins. A lot of good stuff happening this first week of college basketball, as it is now week two of the long season ahead. Uh, we got a, a lot of great games this week, I think, starting obviously with the, the best game of the week today. And uh, just really excited to watch that game later tonight. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit pretty hard, close to home. Obviously, both of us have a lot of bragging rights on this game. So uh, may, may, the best win, may the best man win, I, I should say. And obviously, we'll definitely talk about it in person next week because it is Thanksgiving next week. Yeah, it is. And we, we'll try to do another in-person episode. That's the thing we have planned. Obviously, we have winter break around the same time, too. So... We have a lot of stuff planned out, and today we, we should just live the moment at 7 o'clock. Live the moment indeed. So, uh, yeah, I think that is all we have for today's episode. So, as always, obviously, uh, if, you, if you guys ever want to just reach out and ask any questions, debates, anything like that, just reach us out on the socials. Uh, they are TM underscore podcast. I know you're going to put that up somewhere. Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok, uh, and obviously – if you hear anything on the pod that you don't like or you disagree with, just shoot us an email. Or maybe the email's still up there, isn't there? Yeah, the, the RTM, RTM podcast at gmail.com. 
yeah, shoot us an email, shoot us whatever. We'd love to obviously interact with you. That's something we really want to do this year. Uh, obviously, we we would love to interact in person together, you and I, but obviously we don't really have that power because we are both far away. But obviously when we're together, we'll definitely uh, bicker ourselves in person and just have some good debates as we did last year in March Madness in your house. And uh, obviously, very sad subjects. You are now moving out, which is very sad. Uh, a lot of good memories in March in that household, but uh, it, ha- it had to be said. Uh, obviously, 120 days till the college basketball season. Oh, excuse me, till March Madness begins. We're already in the college basketball season. But, uh, yeah, obviously, really excited for this second week and obviously a very historic game, I think, tonight. Uh, we'll obviously set in stone on uh, which school is better, and it's all said and done. So, uh, yeah, that is all we have for today's episode, finally. But thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Go dogs.